What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 202 of Smack Talk, presented by SmartOutMoment.com. I am Tony Mango, your host of the panel, and joining me on this episode, I've got with me, Mr. Mike Payton. Hey! Mr. Steven Wigo. Hey! Mr. Kalen Ferris. You already know who it is. And Mr. Sean Walker. I'm back, bitches! Woo! So, we've got a main event coming your way of Madison Square Garden predictions. we got our usual kind of stuff coming up in the other sections as well. Part 2 is going to be the hot tags. Part 3 is the rest hold break. Part 5 is going to be the fantasy league. And part 1, of course, as always, the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. So, for those who are joining us for the first time and don't know what the Ask Him is, it, let me give you a little breakdown right now. It is a two-question segment where both have some kind of tie-in together in some fashion. First question goes to the panel, second one goes to the audience. And before we get into this week's set of questions, we got to go back and talk about last week. So, last week were Night of Champions questions. First one to the panel was... Who has a perfect 3-0 and record at Night of Champions, and that was Daniel Bryan, 2010, 2012, and 2013. Question to the audience, on the other hand, which wrestler from this year's event has an 0-2 record at Night of Champions? And there were two of them. One of them was Nikki Bella, who lost at 2014 and 2015, and Sin Cara, who lost in 2012 and 2015. Little tricky on the Sankara one because he lost and he wasn't the same Sankara, but still counts. So let's read who said what. Mark Swaby says, I'm guessing at Carlito. Nope, did not uh, compete in this year's event. Whereas the show says, I think it may be Sankara because he lost in a tables match for the tag team titles at one point. If we were going with people on the actual pay-per-view, I will take a shot in the dark and say Jericho because I remember him losing the six-pack Elimination Challenge match in 2010. Christopher Marin says, Nikki Bella, 2014 and 2015. Declan Macri says, is it Sin Cara? Then gives a little emoji. I think that's like the squint laugh crying kind of thing or whatever. I don't know. Watchman King says, I'm going to say Nikki because I don't know. And fuck the Bellas, why not? And hashtag Drew for host. Boo. <laughs> Johnny Castaway says, Ryback because fuck Ryback. <laughs> Peter says, Paige, and Silent Wind of Doom, who I didn't read the last time, I completely skipped over his stuff last week, says, oh, I didn't even get a read, is it because I guessed Sable? Maybe. Tony, you tricky SOB, it's the Dudleys, isn't it? Didn't they also lose on the final Nitro, or at least one of them? If, uh, no, that doesn't make any sense, I'm gonna go with Sin Cara, also tricky, fuck Lanny Poffo, fuck Byron Saxton, fuck Dolph the Homewrecker Ziggler, and fuck anyone who doesn't congratulate you on 200 shows, good job, guys. Thank you, Silent Window Doom, for that. This week's set of questions are going to be Madison Square Garden related. So, question to the panel. What was the last match Brock Lesnar had in Madison Square Garden? The Big Show. Nope. Kurt Angle? Nope. Oh, no, it was against Goldberg, wasn't it? Yep. Goldberg, WrestleMania Uh, 20 in 2004. Oh, wow. I wonder why we forgot that match. I mean, it was fucking classic. <laughs> so the question to the audience, who is the last person Brock Lesnar defeated in WWE at Madison Square Garden? If you think you know the answer, or you want to just take a random guess, or you want to say something else for that matter, leave a comment below on YouTube, send a tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, or leave a comment on 
the SmartCout Moment page itself next week. I'll tell you the answer, and we'll run down anything that you guys say. And we're going to continue on in part two right now with the hot tags of the week, so stay tuned. Smack Talk will be right back. Welcome back. Hopefully you got that Ask Him correct. We are going to continue on here with the hot tags of the week, some different news, rumors, stories, interesting little side notes, whatever we need to do that happened in the past couple of days. Let's start off with SummerSlam. It's going to be returning to the Barclays Center in 2016 and 2017. They're really going for uh, just, like, targeting that area a lot now, aren't they? They did three shows on um, this year's SummerSlam, and they booked two more SummerSlams afterward. They might be doing that same kind of stuff. What do you guys think about this? I mean, we had an issue with the IZOD Center, and it seemed like that was going to be total, like, chaos. What are they going to do? ended up being, like, a really great set of shows for them. And, shit, now they're just kind of going, yeah, let's just throw more uh, onto there, and let's just keep running the same venue. You guys in for it, or do you think that they should switch it up a little bit more? Well, they did it for, what, seven years out of the Staples Center in Los Angeles? Seven years? It was so... <laughs> I mean, I know it was a long time. It was a long-ass time. Frankly, I don't understand why you would do it in Los Angeles. It's like not one of their big areas. You know, typically Los Angeles is a terrible crowd they perform in front of. New York is their home base. And if you're not going to bring WrestleMania itself into New York City, you got to do some kind of big show there and do do something big for them because that is your flagship area. Uh, and you're not going to go to the Garden. And I understand why, especially because I don't know if many people out there know the Garden has a, a death date to itself. The Garden's going to be gone another uh, not even seven or eight years, I think, itself. So it's good that they're looking to the future. Barclays is a brand new facility. I think it was built less than two years ago. State of the art, all these awesome things about it. I went to the takeover show they had at the big weekend they did there. It was a total blast, easy to get in and out of, easy to get the public transportation to it. Um, I, I think this is great. I, I think it was a slam dunk for them on this weekend. They sold it out all three nights, and they're going to do a repeat with with all the years. They're going to do an NXT show. They're going to do the Raw uh, I, I would imagine they might even try to do access again because they used to do access for SummerSlam. I think they could actually pull it off if they're doing this, especially if they give it an extra hour. Like they treated it as a huge deal this year and it should you be see, it's SummerSlam. I stand on like, I'm okay with it and not okay with it at the same time, because typically when you give the same venue and the same audience, the same crowd, they normally become complacent with it. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Typically, you want to starve your audience, so by the time that you come back around, they're eager to sell out the place again. Uh, New, York, New York's a hot crowd, so it's not something you have to worry about with them as much as you would like in L.A. or something. But It's also a year apart. It's not like you're talking yeah, about doing it next month or something like that. It's a whole year. If they're going to do this every year, I think they need to run less shows in New York, generally. They actually already run far less shows in New York. Then that's they good. The only that's time they go to the good. garden is for an occasional house show. They'll do like one, maybe two house shows at the garden a year. Well, that's the ideal thing to do because otherwise, I don't want the last thing I want is bored, smoky wrestling fans. Mm. Get all those cheers that are just like JBL, JBL. Like I'm like, for, uh. I know it's not that. I know it's not the same thing as uh, far as like being the same city, but as far as the Royal Rumble goes this year. It's always a smoky audience, and I'm not looking forward to what used to be my favorite pay-per-view. Well, you had uh, Peyton and I kind of following along with what we should have. <laughs> and a lot of it is their fault. 
Yeah, I mean, if they give you a good enough show, people will turn around. Meh. I think they sabotaged that main event. I thought that Royal Rumble would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> what? How many R's were in sabotage that <laughs> They saw Bartar Sharp. Oh. They turpertarps. They sabotaged. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of... This is a whole different topic, but we'll talk, I'm sure we're going to talk about it again next time Royal Rumble comes around. <laughs> Moving on to a suspension that we had, Hornswoggle, uh, 30-day <laughs> suspension for wellness policy violation. There are some rumors going around, the old scuttlebutt, that he actually didn't fail the suspension, that there's this little stipulation that comes where they have to produce a urine sample within, like, two hours, and he couldn't do that. He couldn't produce enough? I guess so. I don't know. I mean, that could be total bullshit. We know that he's suspended. That's the only thing we know, because it was announced on WWE.com. We just don't know why he's suspended, or, like, the ramifications that are coming out of it, or what. But, supposedly, he was, like, a big pothead, right? Yes. Yeah, but you don't get a violation for smoking pot on their um, wellness policy. No, you only get caught for using synthetic marijuana. As -hmm. far as regular marijuana, it is a violation, but not a suspendable violation. Uh, that gets you a huge ass fine. So does this mean we're not going to see him on TV for a while? <laughs> <laughs> I think Michael Cole switched urine cups with Hornswoggle. Would that explain why he's uh, in better shape so now? So jacked, yeah. <laughs> well, do you guys think that this is going to end up hurting Hornswoggle in any uh, way? I mean, he hasn't been on TV in a while, and he's never really been, like, a top priority to begin with, but could this be, like, the do... end of him finally? I think it'll do very little to his career. Um, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I think it'll have a minute effect, but... <laughs> it's just a short suspension. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Hornswoggle! Who gives a shit? The only reason he's relevant is because he's suspended. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Every time I've seen him, like, out of fucking character, he's an asshole. I don't care. He does seem to have a lot of heat from people that think he's a complete ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe this will be one of those things where it's like, he's a jerk, and now they suspend him, and now it's like, well, now we can't even say that he's got no black marks against him or anything. You know, maybe that could end up leading to it. We haven't seen El Torito in a while. El Torito's probably rubbing his hands together right now. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw him, like, three weeks ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, he got his ass kicked by uh, Matadoras. Yeah, but he hasn't, like, they never followed up with that. They never tried to build a story. Actually, they did. They did? Yeah, just not on Raw. It's oh, actually it's a, it's a big story they're doing. No, it's a big story they're doing on their Mexican tour. Oh, oh so it didn't happen. It happened. Uh, Non-canon. <laughs> that's like the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Oh, that's extra bullshit. Nobody counts. <laughs> <laughs> so SmackDown's the Expanded Universe, too? Yeah, No basically. one watches that. What, what are you going to see on SmackDown that you can't see on a repeat Raw. on Raw? <laughs> The opposite result of what happened on Raw. Exactly. (laughs) We got some news about Vader uh, that might be popping up soon. He was offered $5,000 to do a shoot fight sometime in October. And there aren't any reports about what organization he would be fighting for if he takes it. But that it's not UFC, obviously, because UFC would never fucking do that. 
So it's more than likely some kind of like littler UFC uh, offshoot kind of an MMA promotion or something. But would you guys oh, be interested in seeing UFC? Maybe uh, Hornswoggle can dabble in that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> would you guys be interested in seeing that? To me, Vader shouldn't be doing it. Oh, he's like what sixty something now. He's got to be up there. Yeah, yeah I he's I have better no shape interest. than any of us. Well. I have no interest in seeing this, but uh, I don't know. I'm sure there are people out there who are interested. Wait, which Vader are we talking about now? Darth Vader or Vader Vader? We're on the uh, other side of the expanded universe. The, the man they call Vader. The fat Vader who lost his... Uh, was it his eye that fucking like, fell out during a match? What? Uh, yeah. Vader? Well, yeah, I think it was his eye that fell out. Yeah, somebody like accidentally poked his eye out or something and it like popped out of its socket. Gross. Well, you know. Um, so yeah, that Vader. So based on just that description alone, no, I don't want to see him punched and watch his eyes fall out. Uh, I, after watching high level MMA, when I watch amateur bouts, which essentially what the skill level is going to be at, it can be beautiful or abysmal. It could just be turned into a real fun bloodbath between two fatties. Because I imagine they'll just stick him against like a Bob Sap or something. Like he's not doing anything. Yeah, fucking Bob Sap. Bob Sapp vs. Vader. I could see, like, some rage cage putting that together. Yo, yo let's get Vader versus Butterbean. <laughs> Butterbean would money. fuck him up. Butterbean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I would continue doing this, but I don't want to. <laughs> Butter, 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 bean, butter, He does it look so fucking mean. <laughs> oh, fuck it, it him clean. Seriously, he looks gross as shit. <laughs> uh, we might have to do an Vader outro, maybe. <laughs> Let's continue on the hot tags here. A bunch of stuff with merchandise has been going on this week. New Day socks might be coming to WWE shop. New. We made they jokes sucks. about that a while ago. Yeah. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has acquired merchandise rights to Jushin Thunder Liger. So we don't know what the ramifications of that might be when it comes to possible stuff in the future for WWE. And WWE blocked Jim Neidhart's t-shirt sales on Pro Wrestling Tees, claiming that they had exclusive rights to all of his kind of merchandise stuff. Pro Wrestling Tees is bitching and complaining and saying, well, you don't own his name. How do you own, like, marketing his name and stuff? Well, you know, how else are you going to market it other than as a WWE legend? And that's a WWE thing. It makes sense to me. WWE should have the rights to do that if they've got some kind of a contract. So, Neidhart, New Day Socks, and New Japan with uh, Liger. What do you guys think about this and uh, state of merchandise? I just feel bad for all the fans that now have to pay overpriced WWE prices for their Jim Neidhart t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even fucking say that with a straight face. Who the fuck's buying a Jim Neidhart t-shirt? Well, nobody, now that it's not on Snipper Wrestling Tees. You know what? WWE should be commended for getting that shit off the internet. <laughs> I don't know. You, you mean, to, uh, mean to tell me that you wouldn't buy a Jim Neidhart t-shirt that had some kind of phrases of him bitching at Tyson Kidd like we were talking about before? Hmm. Yes. Bullying TJ. Really tempting on that. That's actually tempting. <laughs> uh, the Jushin Thunder Liger one. I'd be interested to see if that, see if that's like for uh, global distribution or just in certain countries. Could be just for Japan. Mm-hmm. So 
I could see it being a deal where Jushin markets himself with the WWE in America and New Japan in Japan. It would make the most sense. And New, they sucked. Pannon, any thoughts about these? I'll wear them. <laughs> Which one? The socks or the Night Heart? Yeah. Yeah, all of it. I like wrestling stuff. I don't think you'd be able to get rid of a Jim Night Heart t-shirt. I mean, they wouldn't take a fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan t-shirt off Tony. <laughs> <laughs> WWE.com couldn't sell those Larry Zabisco shirts. Even though they dropped it to like six bucks. It's like package deal. If you buy another t-shirt, we'll give this to you. And people are like, can I just buy it separately? <laughs> um, like, like, give it to homeless people. And they're like, oh, Larry's a biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't you just get me McDonald's or something? <laughs> oh, man. Um, any thoughts about the merchandise stuff? Like Mike, I would also wear some New Day socks. I think that would be pretty cool. Weren't we joking about that before? A while ago. Yeah. Months we- ago. I'm glad. I'm glad they're making it happen because I'm going to order mine as soon as they're available. Sean, I, I, hope, I they should probably come in three as a pack, though, right? <laughs> they don't come in a pair. There's three of them. In case you lose one, yeah. one of them is the Xavier Woods. One of them you can uh, put your trombone in. <laughs> Insert innuendo. Our uh, final hot tag. Mark Henry has talked about how he's going to retire sometime soon, and they oh, asked him fuck. who he would actually want to retire him. And the name that he threw out there, Daniel Bryan, said that he respects him a whole lot and that that match would be good. It would be a good way for him to go out on like a positive note, that kind of a thing. <laughs> so two things uh, for this hot tag. Number one, should Mark Henry retire soon? And number two, is Daniel Bryan the right guy to do it? Yes, yes, and who gives a shit? I'm in favor of the guys going... Two questions. <laughs> I'm in favor of guys leaving somewhat on their own terms. I always think they should do the honors before they leave, unless it's like an undertaker. Um, so for him to put Brian over, that would be cool. I'm trying to think of what you could do storyline-wise other than just throwing them together. I mean, there is the history that they had, and people thought that it was going to be Daniel Bryan and Mark Henry at Mania for a while for the world title um, before that whole Sheamus 18-second match came about. So I suppose they could revitalize that feud and do something. Do you guys think it would be better for Mark Henry to go out as a heel or a babyface? Needs to go out as a heel. I gotta say babyface. If he's wrestling Daniel Bryan, he has to be a heel. Yeah, but you know, you can't go out as a heel, really. Yes, you can. Look at what happened with Mark Henry the last time he pretended that he was going to go out. He okay. was like, oh, I'm going to retire and stuff, and everybody just immediately turned him into a babyface. And then he immediately turned heel again, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah, but, but he was wrestling John Cena. He's wrestling the darling of the wrestling world. In addition to that, I mean, just imagine Daniel Bryan comes back from his injuries, finally makes his return, and then Mark Henry puts him on the shelf again. <laughs> That would fucking cause so much heat. It'd be great. Well, Henry also said that he thinks that he's entitled to, like, a, a kind of big send-off. Obviously not to the extent of, like, a Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels or something like that, but that he thinks that, you know, it would be justified. He's been long, uh, been there long enough that he could get some kind of a send-off instead of just, like, he retires and you don't see him again. So you can't really do that without him being a babyface for that. Yeah, you can. People don't fucking give a shit about that, and then you just... Do a ceremony the next night, and everyone's like, "Woo, Mark!" Hmm. Fans are fickle. They're not that like it's not that fucking difficult. 
Anybody have any other suggestions of who would be a better person than Daniel Bryan? Because Daniel Bryan might not be returning at all. You never know. Well, if you want Mark Henry to be a face, tell make Roman Reigns be the face and wrestle him. And then everyone will just turn on Roman Reigns. That's how it works. Plus, I think I can get a good match out of it. You know who should retire him is Big Show, and that way then both of them can retire. Well, like, they both just, like, knock themselves out or something? Yep, and they both get carried out on stretches, and we never see them again. Like, ever. Until we hear about the deaths. <laughs> Jeez. Really down on these two, aren't you? Yep. Why? Just bored? In general. <laughs> never been a big Mark Henry fan. And, Christ, I've been a less of a Big Show fan for fucking years now. He doesn't like the Big Show. Not anymore. I think He's... Henry, I think my Big Show is more useful to Henry than this point. Well, Henry hasn't been doing anything for the past couple of months. Well, he's been jobbing. Well, he's been doing that, but it's not much of anything at all. I don't know. Peyton, Kalen, what do you guys think about this? Is Mark Henry uh, at the right time where he should be retiring? Should it be Daniel Bryan? If Daniel Bryan could do it. That's what I was worrying about, too. Daniel Bryan has to kind of, like, be there. In order to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you guys have any other ideas? Because if he can't, Mark Henry either just retires, you know, comes out one day and just says, yeah, that's it. Or he does have to wrestle a final match. I don't see why Daniel Bryan shouldn't be able to. Like, he's... They're being really fucking stupid about this concussion thing. He's ready to come back. I thought he's been cleared. They won't clear him because they've got, like, so many days they'll do it before they'll have him... Fair doing of one of those. Um, I'm trying to remember what the test's called. Stress test. Impact test. Impact, Impact test. Thank you. That's it. Um, so, like, they've got so many days before they, in between of those, and before they do them. But he's ready to come back. I mean, as far as a final match, why not just feed him to Brock? Well, make it like a squash. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, he would definitely. He, he would definitely look like a. You know be over with the crowd if he got squashed and, you know, he would have the sympathy out at least. I don't know if that's... He would because Brock Lesnar already did this to him. True, but, I mean, how long ago was that? People don't remember. Three months ago, so... It was right before the Royal Rumble where he destroyed Big Show that everybody remembers. (laughs) (laughs) So fuck you, uh, Caleb. Well, that's a good little transition for us to go into our main event a little bit later. Big Show versus Brock Lesnar. The Madison Square Garden Show is where we're going to be going, uh, giving our predictions for. But before we get into that, we have to do our little bit of a break with the rest hold. So thank you for listening to the Hot Tags. Everybody, leave your comments below. Tell us what you think about all these different things we just talked about. And we'll see you in the uh, commercial break. Part three coming up next. We're going to let those hot tags cool down a little bit because it's time for the rest hold. It's our miscellaneous section where we mix in all of the segments that don't have a place elsewhere on the program, as well as our commercial break, which fills you in on what you need to be aware of that's going down this week in Smart Out Moment. Starting off with the outside interference articles, and I'm going to be writing up quite a bit over the next couple of weeks. But only one thing is going to be going up in the next day or so, and that is 10 new tag team ideas for WWE and NXT rosters. That's going to go up Thursday morning at some point. I haven't quite figured out exactly when, but 
If you are interested in reading it, make sure that you check out my profile on eWrestling News, where you can find links on Facebook, Twitter, the YouTube description below, or on the homepage of SmartOutMoment.com underneath the section that says Outside Interference. That takes us into Smark My Words, where I highlight one of my favorite comments or interactions from the past week on one of the many different platforms we have for you guys to express your opinions. And this week, it goes to Mike McCormick for something that he posted in the Mega Maniacs group chat that we had going on for Monday Night Raw. He says, I feel like her accent wasn't. But actually, the comment of the week goes to my comment afterward, the fact that he replied to that. I, you know, did my usual kind of shit. Yeah, her accent totally wasn't. And his response, instead of like, hey, fuck you, buddy, or whatever like that, just, quote, classic smart-out moment humor. Mike McCormick's been around long enough, he knows. If somebody says something wrong, everybody jumps on it immediately and all that, so I thought that was funny. Then, of course, he goes back and he changes it, so my comment didn't make much sense anymore, but uh, I thought that that was a fun little interaction there, so thank you, Mike McCormick, for sending that in thank you to everybody else who participated in the conversation as well and if you are interested in being eligible for next week's mark my words check out the youtube screen right now and you'll see a list of all the different platforms that i choose from one of those in particular that i want to highlight to you guys is our facebook group the mega maniacs that's the spot where we goof off throughout the week and we invite you guys to join in on the fun so if you are on facebook make sure you join us at facebook.com slash group slash the mega maniacs The October mailbag is going to be coming up on episode 204, so if there are any questions that you would like to submit to us to get to know us better and pick our brains about anything, whether it's wrestling-related or not, send everything our way by going to the contact form of smartoutmoment.com, and I will backlog all the responses that you guys send, and when it comes down to episode 204, we'll answer anything that you guys send our way. If you happen to be going to a wrestling event of any kind anytime soon and you want to show your support for the website, Bring a sign that says Smark Out Moment to that event, send a picture or a video of yourself to me, and as part of the Sign Me Up initiative, I will give you a spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. And if you want to try to help us out on the monetary side of things, there are three different ways in which you could do that. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. You can donate through the PayPal button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com. Or you can go to the homepage of the YouTube channel and click on the Support This Channel module, which is a fan funding thing. And if you can't afford to help us out with what's in your wallet, we totally understand that. But don't forget about the other ways in which you can support us by sharing our videos and our articles with your friends and on social media with a like, follow, favorite, subscribe, and so forth. And that applies to the projects under a mango tree that aren't Smart Out Moment as well, including fanboysanonymous.com, the sister website, which is the blue brand to the Smart Out Moment red brand, I guess you could say. That is where we throw out our opinions on anything that's in the geek culture spectrum, like movies, video games, comic books, television, etc., etc., etc. So, follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts for that, check out the website's articles, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash FanboysAnonymous. And if you like hearing us bullshit about completely random things, listen to the All Talk Show podcast where anything goes and everything is open for discussion. You can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash All Talk Show. And follow the Facebook and the Twitter accounts, which are both at All Talk Show. 
Lastly, if you are interested in joining the Smart Count Moment team as a writer, an editor, or anything else for that matter, send in your application using the contact form of the website, and I'll get back to you with more information as soon as I can. And that's it for this week's Rest Hold. Thank you for listening, everybody. We are going to come back with our main event predictions for the Madison Square Garden show. Stay tuned, everybody. Part four coming your way right now. Welcome back from the Rest Hold, everybody. It's time for us to get into our main event, which is predictions for the Live from Madison Square Garden show that WWE is going to be putting on this Saturday. We're going to be doing a post-show for that afterwards, so make sure you guys pay attention to that as well. And before we actually are able to review what happens, of course, we got to give our predictions. So let's break it down match by match here and talk about what we think is happening. There are six matches that have been announced, and some of them, to varying degrees, may change. You never really know for sure, because they haven't put a whole lot of faith in a lot of them. They've only actually put two, maybe three matches out there as, like, these are definitely happening, these are the ones that are selling it. The other three matches? Who knows? But, first match, Randy Orton versus Sheamus. Again! Oh, we already talked about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we talked about it for the past, what, how many months? Yeah, true that. You know, I hope this match is turns into an hour-long Iron Man match, so we don't have to, have to do an hour of coverage of, on this. You hope it does turn, so you do an what? hour of coverage? What? What? I don't know. Drew White, everybody. Drew's <laughs> <laughs> <It turns> back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm tired of seeing this match. This match is going to suck like all the others have. I hope they both get in the ring and explode. Now, oh, now you're not giving it a chance. Sheamus hasn't even been on what this past week's Raw and the week before that, or was he on the week before that? And I just didn't watch. Or was he on this week's and I didn't watch? He was on this week's. So I'm positive he was. He was. Wow, is that getting that bad that I don't even know when he's on the goddamn show? Well, yeah, that's why you hate all his matches. You don't watch. Yeah, but to be fair, what am I missing? You know. No, it's getting to the point now when Seamus actually catches in the briefcase, Tony won't watch it, so he won't know that he actually won it until <laughs> yeah. the next night when they announce it. People will be like, don't, who do you think about the new world champion? And I'll be like, new world champion? <laughs> don't say things like that. He's not going to win. He better you know, I, like I said, I would not be upset if Seamus won the WWE. I, I think it's still a possibility, and I wouldn't be upset if he did. What if the caption was on here? Because technically Seth Rollins is wrestling, so you never know. I've seen happen here. Well, Guaranteed. Although I do think that there is going to be something that happens, and I'll get to that a little bit later. Well, I wouldn't um, mind seeing Sheamus humiliated in Madison Square Garden by losing the caption. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I don't know why WWE thinks that it's a good idea to do Orton versus Sheamus here. At right. all. Like, I mean, this feud's kind of been done already. And not just like, you know, we've had a bunch of matches and stuff like that, but they haven't touched upon it in weeks. Randy Orton's been feuding with the Wyatt family more than anything. So wouldn't it make more sense to have like Randy Orton versus Braun Strowman? I I think it's that this is a house show and we have to remember that. And I think this is just supposed to be a regular exhibition on a house show. I don't think it's supposed to be more than that. If I paid my money to go see a WWE event, though, at this point, I'd be pissed if Sheamus versus Randy Orton was on the card. (laughs) I would. If it Seriously, was a regular, show me, 
Normal. Show me one, yeah. Show me one person who is excited about this, seeing this for the billionth time. I mean, okay, I'll go I and am. show you like a hundred freaking eight-year-olds that are. Uh, I, like I said, I'll watch it. I'd pay like this, these two. So hey, there's I'll one of them it. now. <laughs> you know, if you add eleven years to that, you might get to my age. So you're close. I will give you that. Well, see, if this was a normal house show, then I wouldn't be complaining. But the fact that they're making this a, a network special, you should put more into it. Um, I, like, I think that's something that came after the fact, though. Yeah, but they could change it. I mean, card's but subject to change. It stops being a house show as soon as it's televised. And it's just... this match and the two other matches that we're going to do before we get into the three main ones, they haven't really promoted them. They've basically just been listed on the like Madison Square Garden page and stuff like that. So they are announced, but there are things that, like... You know, with Brock Lesnar versus Big Show, that's booked. Like, that's been the selling thing of this whole thing. So if they were to change that, people would be pissed. But if they were to go with, like, well, you know what? We don't really want to do Randy Orton versus Sheamus. Let's switch it up to Sheamus versus, uh, I don't know, Fandango. Or let's do Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt or something, you know, whatever. I think that that might be better for, like, their current storylines and that it might kind of get more people interested in it. Because right now I'm looking at this card – Depending on what the placement of the matches are, I could miss the entire first hour, maybe longer than that, I don't know, and really, like, not miss anything. That's a shame. What's the third match, three matches in? Well, two other ones that are, like, the odd ones out are Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev. Way. Again, uh, can't wait for that. See my see, this, predictions. This is actually the uh, SummerSlam uh, re- rewind, so I think you're missing that here, Tony. Well, then there's one that actually I am kind of interested in, and that's Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. Now Jericho, who seemed like he was going to be a heel, and then just disappeared, fighting Kevin Owens. All right, kind of intrigued. Kind of also intrigued that maybe the Intercontinental Title will be on the line. They haven't said so. They haven't said against that. So either way, I mean, I like Jericho and I like Owens. So that's got me because it's something I haven't seen before. And it's something that I'd be interested in the actual match itself. But Orton and Sheamus, Ziggler and Rusev, seen it so many times. The feuds aren't doing anything for me right now. Why should I care? You know? Well, according to the Madison Square Garden's website, it is an IC title match. Jericho versus Owens. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I don't know if they announced it on TV, but according to the uh, MSG's website, it is. Five, five bucks they announced it on like SmackDown or something like that. Well, that doesn't count. We already established that. <laughs> ah, yeah, of course. But I mean, so I pretty. So I think it's a foregone conclusion that uh, Kevin Owens wins. I don't expect any titles to change because this was initially a house show. Um, I'm hoping that they just give these guys like 20 minutes or something. So yeah, does Chris Jericho thing- enters a heel? Nobody's a heel in this uh, match, I don't think. I think Kevin Owens gets a babyface pop, Chris Jericho gets a babyface pop, Owens works as the heel in the match. Yeah, I could see yep. that happening. And I think Owens wins. I mean, why would Jericho to. win? Unless they were going to do Owens versus Jericho after the Ryback thing, but that's continuing to Hell in a Cell. So... I mean, it I could, see. but Jericho lost at, what was uh, what was that last pay-per-view? Night of Champions. 
he lost there, and I'm thinking maybe if he loses against Owens here, he'll kind of further along that heel turn and be, like, all pouty and shit. I can see Jericho winning. You want to know why? Because he beat Neville at the last one? No, because he is a nine-time Intercontinental Champion. He's going to come back for the same reason the Dudley Boy is coming back, so that he could be a ten-time champion. Boom. There you go. So they you think Jericho's winning? They could have advertised it that way. You know, I mean, they could have I don't think Jericho's. All, but... I don't think Jericho's going to win the title. But if he were to win, if Ryback did some type of interference and disqualification, I mean, this is a house show turned into a special event. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like that were to happen. But I mean, hey, if Kevin Owens just beats Jericho, that adds credibility to him being a champion. So. At the end of the day, it's this is going to be a good thing for Kevin. So I think if Jer- on the entire card, this is probably the m- most match I'm looking forward to watching. It's the most match. Yeah, most match. <laughs> I think if Jericho had a chance of actually picking up the title, then they would have built this match up a little bit more on TV, and that just hasn't happened. Or do they you did- go with the fact that it's a surprise win? I mean, the last no. time he did something like that, like a complete surprise win that I could think of was when Primo and Epico won the titles at a house event completely. So other than that, and maybe a couple other times since then, that doesn't really mean anything. So they they could, but they've just gave Kevin the title. Just imagine how many people would like freak out if he were to lose it just after winning it, unless they're trying to do a triangle dance type of thing. Well, we've got the Ziggler and Rusev thing, which is the repeat, the Randy Orton versus Sheamus repeat, Owens and Jericho, that's... Well, did they have matches at a house show? I'm I'm pretty sure Peyton or Wago said something along those lines, but never tell, televised. Well, they should have decent enough chemistry or whatever, but um, those are the three oddball matches. The three ones that actually do have, like, build behind them are... Our tag team championship match, the New Day is going to fight the Dudley Boys. Then we have the United States Championship Steel Cage match, John Cena versus Seth Rollins, and our Brock Lesnar versus Big Show match. So, Actually, I want to correct you on one thing on the Wikipedia page. It's the lockdown ladder match for the WWE United States Championship now, so please. Did they change it to a ladder <laughs> match? No, it's a lockdown ladder match, Tony. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, see, everything I've seen has been advertising it as a steel cage match. I think what Drew is saying is that he just edited Wikipedia. Nope, I did not. Uh, it was already like that. I don't have the uh, technology for this huh. type of nonsense. Too many tabs open. So is every main event at So is every main event at Madison Square Garden a cage match? Just about. They do. Since every time I see a house show, it's advertised as a cage match. Well, that was the match the, back in the day. The uh. Curtain call incident happened after a cage match. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Yeah, it Is still it... says on the website uh, steel cage match. So Tony was lock that down. Uh, I gotta say here, I think the Dudley Boys are winning. I'm fifty fifty on that actually happening. Like I understand if they were to win, but the, it just feels weird to do it now instead of at Night of Champions or later down the line and like a TLC where it actually mattered unless they're bringing in the Hardy Boys which is always the big rumor right now so 
it'll be interesting in the future, but you know, they could win and this should be a good match. So I should be entertained by all of this happening. The only way I can see the Dudley boys picking up the titles is if it bounces back to new day soon mm-hmm. after, because it's so good with new day holding the titles right now. They, they deserve to have them. They're putting on entertaining TV each and every week. And it's nice seeing them chase it too, but it's even better when they actually hold it and defend it and are all, you know, gloating about it. So if the Dudley boys do happen to pick it up, I think it's going to change right back very soon thereafter. I think they're going to be too tempted to give him that 10th title reign at Madison Square Garden. And the fact that we don't really have, like, too much buzz that's going to come out of this, I think, unless they do something a little bit crazy. Because, I mean, let's face it, Brock Lesnar versus Big Show, they're trying to make that seem like a huge thing. And there's people that buy into it, you know. But the people that have been watching for a while, they know that it's just to set up Brock Lesnar. So it's kind of like, well... Brock Lesnar beats him, let's move on. And I'm going to say right now, I don't think the U.S. title is changing hands, but we'll get into that in a minute or so. So if they were to have the Dudley boys beat the New Day, I think that could end up being one of these like big, you see, you got to watch these network things because we had a fucking tag title change uh, happen and there was a big celebration. You got New York, the Dudley boys are doing their 10th title and they've got a reason to do that Hell in a Cell match because, well, you got the standard rematch clause. And a lot of people are talking about TLC being like the end of this feud. That's months away. They can't just have New Day come out, cut a promo against the Dudley Boys, and for them to do mixed tag matches and stuff for three months or so without it getting a little bit too tiresome. If they trade the titles back and forth, then you got a little bit more invested in it. Which may or may not happen at Hell in a Cell. I mean, we could get a tables match there, or we could get something where maybe a third team gets into the mix around Survivor Series or something, and kind of stalls an extra month. Like I said, I've if if they throw another team in the mix somewhere down the line, I think the Dudley Boys can pick up the titles here. But if it's just going to be these two, it might just be a flip flop incident where they might win once and then flip flop it right back the next night or something like that. Well, all the flip-flops are uh, on Peyton's side of things. He loves that phrase. What do you think about this, Peyton? Do you think that's going to be flip-flopping? I don't know if I would say they'd flip-flop. I think the Dudleys have a very, very good chance of walking out as the tag team champions here. New York City is a big town for them. I mean, Bubba Ray from Hell's Kitchen. It's in New York, if you didn't know. Uh, They have a lot of history there from their ECW days. And they have to do a title change every once in a while at these random shows. Because that's just realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to try to have an ounce of realism in your product, title changes could happen anywhere at any time. So you, you got to throw one on a house show every once in a while. So I think this is the perfect one to do it. It's a good time to do it. I don't think there's any reason why you need to make this happen at some big special event. It's just the Dudleys winning the tag titles. It's not like For there's the some... time. Yeah, but it's not like this is some year and a half long journey culminating or something like yeah. that it's, it's <laughs> not rock versus john cena at I, you know a house show or if any titles change hands it's going to be this one i i'm a not big you. fan of people getting real hate and i think they could get some awesome hate um if they beat the dudley boys in madison square garden and then to be quite honest the new day needs hate right now if they don't win it's be because I wouldn't be surprised if if it ends up ending the same way that Night of Champions ended, where just a disqualification of sorts. 
See, that would make it such a lame pay-per-view, though, if we get, mm-hmm. like... But this isn't a pay-per-view. Yeah, technically. But, like, what would be the investment in future special events? If we look at this in retrospect and we go, okay, well, we got Orton versus Sheamus, seen it a bunch of times, Ziggler versus Rusev, seen it a bunch of times, New Day just DQ ending, Lesnar beats, Brock, uh, Lesnar beats Brock, Lesnar beats Big Show in an obvious setup, and... Then it would be like, all right, well, when they do these network shows, we can skip them because they're the same as main event or superstars. doesn't mean anything. I mean, Kevin Owens can easily lose a title as well. But I say that a disqualification here could lead to a stipulation down the line of Hell in a Cell, making it so that they can't just get a disqualification win. I think that is a realistic possibility as well. Hmm. No. I, I don't know if it will happen, but that's just that's something that could technically happen and they could use that going down the road. Well, how far is Helena Solid is, what, three weeks away from now? Definitely. The 25th, I believe. Because we got TakeOver that happens next week. Page 25th. for coverage of that. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's the very end of the month, the 25th, right? So they have a couple weeks to build up to that, whether they go with new champions or they go with a uh, new day. Either way, they kind of need to give it some kind of a shot of adrenaline. They can't just keep it like, we're just going to have a third person team up with the Dudley boys against the new day every week on raw, every week on SmackDown, every week in the, the expanded universe. Did the primetime players ever get their rematch? Yeah, they got that on raw. I think, uh, missed it. Wasn't that when the Dudley boys made their like, I don't know. That wasn't that. No, they were on commentary when they made their debut. But Darren couldn't read the uh, rematch clause in the contract, so he never took upon it. Uh... <laughs> 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 but I mean, it's a shame right now because it, there's not really a third team that you could put in there. I mean, the Lucha Dragons we talk about is, as a t- team that could, you know, easily be added into some type of mix, and we thought that they would be champions at least, or at least in the running for it by now when they debuted, but. They have been not utilizing them at all since they've came up. Maybe this would be the time to. So here's my my thoughts on this possibility. I want to see what you guys think about it. Wyatt Family feud has got to be ending sometime soon. I mean, we're getting Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt in a Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. I would assume that that would be the end of the feud. And if Dudley Boys win here, win their normal rematch thing at Hell in a Cell... Dudley Boys versus Wyatt Family could be a possibility for future. You mean so two on three still or just Strowman and Harper? Strowman and Harper. Mm. Bray Wyatt cutting the promos, being the manager type, you know? But would you do what everyone else has done and bring a third person in for the Dudleys? No. Torito. Spike. Torito. You know, that's a good Bull, point. Bulldog. No, they should. No, they should bring in a bulldog and just name it Spike. Bull Ray. That's what his name would be. Uh. He just changed that account the other day. It took him all that time to change it for Bully Ray. So I don't know. I'm starting to think that that might happen. The New Day might get pushed aside. They might be working with other people and just kind of like doing that supplemental secondary tag team feud that's going on. So pay attention to that. Might be happening. We have our United States Championship Steel Cage match. John Cena is going to defend that against Seth Rollins. 
John Cena's retaining here, I'm assuming. And uh, we were just talking about the steel cage matches that uh, Madison Square Garden seems to have, like, revolving around it. Like, it's like a guarantee or something like that. But I like these two working together. I think they got a good shot to have a really good match. And steel cage matches, they could be fun. So I'm up for it. Anybody down on it? I'd be fine with a steel cage main event if these two weren't the guys in it. I just... Steel cage matches are have to really be psychology-based uh, to get anything out of it. Otherwise, it just becomes a mess of people throwing each other into walls. And I think this is just going to be a mess of them throwing each other into walls. <laughs> I like how you said that in the exact same tone. Walls. Walls. Anybody, like, really excited for it? Because nobody really said much other than we go that they were down on it. I'm excited. I think it'll be a good match. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a solid match, but don't just bored. I will only be satisfied if he does the Phoenix Splash off the top of the cage. That would be amazing. Man, as we just go down the entire card, I'm just thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, has the product been this stagnant for as long as it has? It's, like, weird. Like, all these matches and all these feuds, they all felt like they should have ended ages ago. Mm -hmm. They've had a real issue with stalling their feuds lately. The past couple of months have been, like, they don't want to put the effort into a new feud with people. And if they do, they tend to drop it really fast, or just, like, drop the ball entirely. Like, what happened with this whole Astral Alliance thing? They were like, alright, we're gonna start tagging up the Ascension with Stardust, but they're gonna lose, like, the first couple of matches and then be pushed to Superstars. Well, then nobody gives a shit anymore. But we're gonna get Ziggler versus Rusev again. And we're probably gonna get it again at Hell in a Cell, too. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of low numbers, and people want to make excuses for it right now, but WWE is bordering, like, 2008 stagnant right now. And they've got so many good guys. I know, they've got such a more talented roster now, and you've got guys already just break out and be main eventers, yet they're making silly, silly fucking mistakes, which put WCW out of business. Now, this is something to bring up that... We were kind of, like, positive for it before, but maybe it's different. We said before that when they had these, like, onslaught of different events, that that seemed like it was a good idea because they didn't have to, like, drag stuff out. They're still dragging stuff out, but they're throwing these extra kind of stuff in there. Maybe they're burned out. I've been thinking that for a while now. It's really hard to write a three-hour show every week. And then half as a two-hour show every week. So yeah, it's like I I feel bad for them. They do have a lot on their plate. A three-hour show is way too much as it is. Then they've got a they've probably done superstars the same night. I don't know if at least they used to do it on Mondays. Mm -hmm. um, then they've got to pack up and get do it all again the next day for main events and SmackDown. There's NXT that's recorded, and I know it's done by a different crew. But what I'm saying is they just put out so much goddamn content. And that's not, like, excluding any of the shit they um, do for the network. Exactly. Oversaturation. NXT is a completely different ballpark, too. They do everything different than what the main roster does for the most part with the camera angles. And the writing's a lot different down there as well compared to the main roster. So, I, like I always say, if you switch the Listen, people... Can I just stop you guys a for a minute? Sorry. Sure. Just 
Can I stop you? Do you realize what fucking lame-ass fucking internet smarts you sound like right now? So, we're saying about all this, about the ratings and all this bullshit, the ratings don't matter anymore. Well, they haven't mattered for a long-ass time. They don't. But you know what they are doing? You know what number does matter? The amount of sales they're doing on the WWE Network. And guess what? They broke that million number. The WWE Network is profitable. The model works. They're making money. They're being successful all on their if, own. WWE is that, at a high point right now. They're not at a low point. I'd say they're if at that, a low point. I think there's a like a lack of interest in the product majorly right now. Now <laughs> you are wrong, crazy. man. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's not like normally you hear at least people complaining. I just don't hear people talk about it anymore. Well, I'll throw this out there. Obviously, the network stuff matters more than pretty much anything else. But if you do a special like what this Madison Square Garden thing is, and this is supposed to be one of the selling points of getting the network, is this really going to be the type of thing that makes you go, oh man, Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev? I got to make sure I have the network this month. I know well, that I'm couple, not. Like, I mean, there's a couple things with That's that, not though. the selling point of the whole thing, but it's, you know, if you're going to look at it as a one-match card... I think you're looking at it the wrong way. It's not supposed to be a major selling point of the network. It's content for the network. They're looking for as much original content as they can put on that network as possible. That's why they're choosing to air more of these shows. I'll tell you what's not original. Ziggler versus Shamus. But here's the thing, Peyton, and uh, I mean, we don't, we're not TV contractors or anything of that nature. Do you think Raw and SmackDown will be on the network exclusively eventually? No. No, they have way, no, they have they way too good of a deal with USA. Yeah, That's why they're bringing... Bringing SmackDown to USA. Yeah, here's but, the thing. Their, their, their content on the USA, it's all to promote the WWE Network. People have um, to forget, it's still the number one show on USA. But here's the thing, though. If, if the numbers are going down, and like I said, this isn't a ratings talk, really, but if the numbers are going down and less people are watching, that means less people are looking and seeing that the network exists. So shouldn't you put a, at least put on a better product than what they are right now to get attract more people to watch for all to then go and buy the network? We're also mad that they probably think that they're putting on a great product. They probably, well, Vince probably does. And <laughs> but well, there's, there's I, I probably a lot watched... of people out there that do too. Mm -hmm. we're, we're old, we're jaded. We've been watching this like 20 fucking years. Right. Yeah. Especially. <laughs> I mean, like Peyton brought up earlier, a bunch of eight year olds might be like, Randy Orton versus Sheamus. I can't wait to go to that event and actually be there live. That's another yeah, thing. Yeah, but too. I guarantee those eight, same eight year olds ain't saying the same thing about fucking Rusev and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> listen, when I went, listen, let me, let me put it in perspective here. When I went to the Madison Square Garden show that ended up being the curtain call incident, the main event was Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. Okay? By the end of his run in 1996, Shawn Michaels and Diesel had fought how many times through 1994 to 1996? That probably would have had the same feeling too if we were looking at it the same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Nash wasn't a vanilla midget. <laughs> This is true. My main issue with this card is we're having Big Show and Brock Lesnar face what feels like for the 50th time, but this is only the second time since he's came back. But I, I, this is the one match out of everything I'm not looking forward to. I'm fine with Dolph Ziggler and Rusev and Brady Orton and Sheamus. I'm just not looking forward to that match. I'd rather see them throw someone else in there like they did with Kofi Kingston at Beast in the East. Granted, it was like a two-minute match, but... It was different. It I'm was someone I've never seen face that. before. I love when they throw curveballs. Like even if it's just like some like not not someone from the new day necessarily, but just some random 
like person, mid card person on the roster. That's something that's different. No one would expect that. And who knows? Maybe they could throw a few quick punches and make it interesting before Brock Lesnar fucking destroys them. Maybe none right of the, one of the faces versus Brock Lesnar would have been so much entertaining on this fucking big show thing. See, we can try to throw out some other ideas of, like, who you would rather see against Brock Lesnar. One of the things that comes to my mind is if they would have had the proper build-up for it, they probably could have gotten a lot of buzz if they did Cesaro. That's... But at you the don't same even time, to, you don't even need to time, do a build for that. You could just let those guys go out and fucking steal it. That's true, but you also, like, if you st- step outside of the boundaries of somebody like, you know, if I look at this from a guy who runs a, a wrestling website, I'm going to go, oh my god, okay, Big Show is set up just to be somebody who's big who loses to Brock Lesnar. If I look at it from WWE writer perspective, I go, Big Show is a guy who's going to be set up to be fed to Brock Lesnar. Like, you gotta think, Big Show's the biggest guy on the roster. Now, he's not the biggest name on the roster, and he's not the most, like, charismatic, everybody loves him, can't wait to see him in every match type of of guy. He's a damn giant. But he's a fucking giant. And (laughs) for Brock Lesnar to beat somebody like that going into Hell in a Cell, which I'm assuming he's going to lose... Does help Brock Lesnar look strong, even but, if a lot of people like us clearly know that there's no shot Big Show's winning this match. But Big Show doesn't look that strong. He just lost at a triple threat Intercontinental Championship match a couple months ago. He he's beaten a no, few people leading they, up they, to this, but they, they made a story for that though. They made a story. Big Show has been complacent. He hasn't had a challenger mm-hmm. that's actually tested him, and it's true. No one else in that roster, kayfabe-wise, should be able to be in his league. That's except for Brock Lesnar. I yeah. hate that reasoning, though. It's just like, hey, I'm going to let myself get my ass kicked because I'm not motivated <laughs> enough. Ow! You're hurting me. But I'm not motivated, so I won't do anything. Didn't your but ass thing- motivate you? I'm just worried that after this, you know, yay... You know, Brock Lesnar beats Big Show, but at the end, what does Big Show get out of it? You know, he loses just to him, and then what exactly will you do after that? What does Big Show need out of it? Yeah, Big yeah, Show's not, not a priority him. here. <laughs> but no, it's like, what is he going to do after this? I mean, what is he going to do leading retire? up to <laughs> I, I doubt he's going to retire. Ever, ever complain about being in a match with Brock Lesnar, because that's more I'm, exposure than he's going to get anywhere fucking else. No, I'm just talking about from a creative... What, what, would, what would you do if I'm after it? Like, that's all I want to know. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what you do. Like, you it, it you get keep him off TV until Survivor Series. Maybe even after that, depending on what the teams are. Make uh, Big Show lose so bad to Brock Lesnar. That he has and to not, not in the Royal Rumble way, where it was just like, let's just have this chair beat down for fucking 40 minutes. But make him lose and just be, you know, off TV for a while. What if he went to NXT? That would be so interesting to have him against people like... Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe and shit. Mm-hmm. That's something that they could always do with anybody. I mean, you could take you know a Curtis Axel and throw him in NXT, and he's going to be much more entertaining than he is on Superstars or Main Event. Or you can put Tyson Kidd did an amazing job in NXT. Fandango that, would be amazing in NXT right it now. It would be such a good tool for them to use as um, to learn psychology too, because mm-hmm. there's very few big men left back in like left in the wrestling world. He's a perfect guy for them to work against and learn with. 
And he keeps doing this whole thing of, yo, you want to find somebody to retire me? Then I'll fucking retire. You got a storyline built in right there. You could just have him go to NXT and be like, this is the big future crop that's going to come in and take over our spots. Well, I don't fucking see anybody here. That Shit, I'd be okay with them putting the strap on him down there, too. <laughs> like, fucking just let him... Like, they could, re- just could really... Just really around. Yeah, he could get a lot of heat that way. Yeah, he just went there yeah like... Title way and carried it, like, for a long time. Fuck, I'm really excited for this. I hope he goes to NXT now. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we turned a house show that became a special event that we're not that interested in to an NXT fantasy booking that we really want to see. <laughs> it's like WWE's going like, hey guys, look at this. We got Ziggler and Rusev and we got John Cena and Seth Rollins. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that big show NXT title run. <laughs> <laughs> what big show title run? Oh, well, fuck you, WWE. Yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> You're not my friend. <laughs> So let's start talking about uh, wrapping this up here. Our predictions of who we think is going to win each match. Let's go back and you know go one by one and whatever. Randy Orton and Sheamus. I'm going Randy Orton here. I don't see any reason why Sheamus could win other than the fact that this match just doesn't matter and who the fuck cares. But maybe if Randy Orton wins, that'll give him a little bit of a boost up to do something with the Wyatt family. So blah, I guess Randy Orton wins. Uh, what do you guys think? Sheamus. The Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah, Randy said, Orton. Orton needs the heat to go into the Wyatt family feud, and Sheamus has the Money in the Bank curse right now. It's Orton. And we got Ziggler and Rusev. Rusev. Just give him one of the wins. Doesn't fucking matter, right? He's lost twice now, I think, to Ziggler. SummerSlam and Night of Champions. Yeah, but he could lose mm-hmm. three times. <laughs> go for the trifecta. He could. Uh, I'm going Rusev. What about you guys? I don't think they're going to put too many baby faces winning, so just because of that, I think Rusev. Yeah, Rusev, Rusev wins because of interference. Yeah, it's going to be another crappy ending. Rusev goes over. I'm going to go with the Ruru. Oh, Ruru. John, what about you? I said Rusev. I'm done with this. I'm done talking about this. If this is if this is on the next card, I'm I'm just skip me entirely. I'm fed of talking about it. <laughs> and with the Owens and Chris Jericho match, I'm assuming Kevin Owens wins here. Pop up power bomb. Chris Jericho looks all sad afterward, and I don't know. Maybe something cool will come out of it. <gasps> Yo, picture this spot. Pop up power bomb into a code breaker. And then Jericho goes to NXT and has a title ring. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be down for that. I still do want Owens to win, though. Oh, yes. Yeah, Owens Owens (laughs) is going to win this one. He's got to. Pop a powerbomb into a codebreaker, but Kevin Owens falls down on top of Jericho. (laughs) He can't get up. (laughs) And he just can't get up. He's like, ow, my knees! Ow! Ah!" His legs get stuck in the fat balls. (laughs) (laughs) New submission. (laughs) The fat folds. <laughs> he wrapped them up in the fat fold. <laughs> That's gross. Nobody's getting out of this one. That'd be perfect for somebody like a Bastion Booger back in the day. Our tag team championship match, the New Day against the Dudley Boys. I'm going out on a limb and saying the Dudley Boys win. Dudley. <laughs> it was just... You might want to edit that out. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, I'm going to have to point out everybody, I guess, then. Peyton, what do you think? <laughs> Dudley's. Kalen? I'm going with New Day. Drew? Dudley's. Sean? New Day. Wago? I'm going to have to go with the New Day. U.S. title cage match. I'm assuming John Cena retains. Go in that same order here. Peyton? Indeed. Kalen? John Cena retains with a distraction by Kane. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot this Kane thing's happening already. <laughs> Drew? I'm going to go with Seth the Dog. You're going to go with what? Seth I'm going to go with Seth Dog. All right, that's the thing. Sean? Cena. Dog. Cena the Dog. <laughs> Wait, go Dog. Wolf? <laughs> okay, good. That was a perfect response. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Cena. And our main event, we're all going Lesnar, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that the Big Show might have a shot. <laughs> well, what if, like, the what if Big Show does end up winning by like a Taker Dong comes out? Big a Show Taker Dong. On it. Yeah. Just lowers from the ceiling. We didn't even know what we were talking about. What if like a Taker somehow interferes and causes Big Show to win? I think my <laughs> biggest concern is where the other two are. No, we've got like that steel cage dum 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 thing, but it's just the <laughs> Taker Dong coming with us. Everybody, your Taker Dong is coming. That's a sign that we need to end this part. So leave your comments below. Tell us what you think is happening at the Madison Square Garden event and whether or not you're excited for it. Is this something that you are just going to go like, man, I need to watch this for sure, or is this the type of thing where you're going to miss it? Because you don't really need to see it. Uh, share, like, favorite, subscribe, all that kind of stuff like that. We've got one other part, part five, our uh, Fantasy League team updates and everything else like that that we need to take care of. So click on that part. That's coming up next. We'll see you there. Final part of episode 202 is, of course, the Fantasy League. So we need to go down any kind of trades that are happening this week, any kind of updates, any kind of point changes, or whatever the hell else we need to do. So, Peyton, what do we need to be aware of? Well, in a miraculous jump in points, Drew White's team has jumped up from the th last place all the way up to third. And uh, no, 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 sorry, all he's in He's actually in first. Yeah, fucking shithead losers are indeed still fucking shitheaded losers. In fourth place, Sean Walker's new face of gravity, seven hundred and eighteen points. Ooh. Third place, Team Wago, eight hundred and fifty. Second place, Tony Mangos, Tony's Tykes two have hit the four digits with 1,000 even. And my team, our time is now still holding that first place, 1,052 points. Very interesting as we continue on the road to Hell in a Cell. And if you are wondering, yes, the MSG special will be counting for points. Uh, so with that all said, let's see if we have any more trades this week. Last week, Tony brought on Brock Lesnar, and I welcomed Kane. 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 In place of Stang. Stang. <laughs> uh, so let's see if there's any trades we want to do this week. Drew, you are still holding first place in the waiver wire here. I am indeed. So before I do anything, does anyone want Daniel Bryan? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wago was saying he's going to come back any time now, right? Wago seemed pretty confident about that. Uh, my team's pretty. No, I said he could come back. <laughs> 
I mean, maybe you want to trade him. I don't know, like Roman Reigns or yeah, Kevin Owens. Uh, Clearly, Charlotte's know. not doing anything for a while. Come no, Peyton. I mm. see Daniel Bryan is in my first thought. John Cena is in your first thought. That trade seems even, right? No. Oh, was it too much in my your favor? I'm sorry about that. Well, I think I'll just uh, drop Daniel Bryan for uh, Wade Barrett. Oh, good choice. Pick it up. The King Way Barrett. Good choice, eight months ago. Well, he just, yeah, you know, he might actually get a few wins before he returns back to jobber status. I'd be so fucking, like, if Daniel Bryan comes back. You know what? If, it, if it's anything like this season has been, or if my luck when I drop people in the past, he will come back this Monday. Yep. Oh, guys, Big yep. Show got injured, and we're going to have uh, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan instead. <laughs> All right, well, Sean Walker, you are next. I haven't been here for a while. What's my team? <laughs> Bray Wyatt, <laughs> Neville, Paige, Ryback, and Becky Lynch. Yeah, oh, that. I mean, that's fucking terrible. Jeez, um, <laughs> your team's fucking I will, I will trade you, Peyton, Ryback for Randy Orton. No, I'll give you Randy Orton for Bray Wyatt. I will give you Paige for Randy Orton. No, I'll give you Randy Orton for Bray Wyatt. Who's got Luke Harper? Anybody? No. no. Awesome. I'll drop. Uh, I'll drop right back and pick up Luke Harper, please. All right, Luke Harper, taking place of Ryback. That means all of the uh, Wyatt families are officially off the table. All of them families. All of them families. <laughs> uh, Mr. Wago, you have the next choice here. I'm trying to load the fucking page with my internet shit to remember what my team is because I'm interested in picking up Ryback now. It's Roman, Roman Reigns, Charlotte, Kevin Owens, Devon, and Big E. Ooh. Fuck. No, I've got, to, I've, I've got to stick with my team. They've all got upsides. There you go. Tony, do you have a uh, next choice then? Nope, I'm keeping mine the same. <laughs> so that brings it to me. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! All right, I'll uh, drop Randy Orton and pick up right back. No, I'm kidding. I don't actually want to do that. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, so, Drew, you have the opportunity here. What do you want to do? Does anyone want Dolph Ziggler? No. Yeah, I want I want the big guy now, just so I get the big guy back on the right team. So, so why don't you drop Dolph Ziggler? Or Stardust, or Cesaro, or Bubba Ray. Or anyone oh, on our fucking team. <laughs> Yeah, if you look at Raw from uh, last week, everybody well, week lost, before. except for the person who wasn't there. And he's the biggest loser of them all. Uh, I guess <laughs> if I have to, I'll drop. See, I know as soon as I drop any of these guys, someone will pick them up. Fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck I'm fuck. not interested in any of these guys. Uh, I think I'll drop Dolph Ziggler and pick up the big guy. All right. Dolph Ziggler, who has remained strong on Drew White's team up to this point, finally going down, becoming a free agent. Except for the ladies he's taken, you know, by Lana. Wink, wink. Or has been too strong. Who the hell did you pick up again? Right back. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, Sean, you're next if you want to get anything else. I, I want to drop Becky Lynch or pick up Dolph Ziggler, please. <laughs> Wow, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Becky Lunch. You see, you got your surrogate there questioning you. 
No, 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 no. I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to Mr. Bruce. Actually, I think that's a good choice. I was going to say that that was a good choice, too. Yeah, it's up, it's up think, to you, Sean. If you think about it, what's Becky Lynch going to do? They even said, yo, bitch, you're like the most least relevant here. She gets appearance points, doesn't she, though? Yeah, so does Dolph. Yeah, so does Dolph. And yeah, you gotta Dolph figure... actually has a chance to have winning matches. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to stick with Becky. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. No, you making him a race. But I'll get rid of Luke Harper for Dolph. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Luke Harper going down for Dolph Ziggler so Luke Harper back on the table any other trades anybody else wants to do no alright well <laughs> somebody's pass. leaking a fucking balloon or something <laughs> that's not a trade though so, unless someone said they'll trade you the air from this balloon for Randy Orton <laughs> uh, is it helium or oxygen <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, for all the latest updates with the Fantasy League, as far as the scores, the rosters, the rules, and all things you want to see with it, go to www.fantasyleague.com. Fantasy League. Go to the Fantasy League. Fantasy. Fantasy League. Fantasy. Actually. Can I possibly do a trade now? Uh, we already we already did the fantasy league thing though. Damn, we, we already did I the just... what? <laughs> fantasy league. I just want to do a trade though. What do you want to do, Drew? Can I do it? Yeah, it depends. I'll I'm gonna drop uh, Stardust for Rusev. Oh wow! Okay, that would have been cool if it was on the show. <laughs> I just realized no one had him, so. Yeah, he's been for on, good reason. He's been on my radar. I've been waiting for him to turn around a little bit, but, uh. That Ruru radar. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's gonna win the MSG, so. Rudar. Rudar, the red nose, Roos. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> Any other thing else we need to do with the Fantasy League? No, I already did the plugs. We're done. Good. All right, Mighty Nephew was gonna be like, "Oh, and can I also?" <laughs> oh, did you really record it? Or not? What? No, no I'm, I'm messing. I'm messing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fantasy League is done. That means we are are the the plugs here now. I'm fucking all up now. <laughs> we are into the plugs. So, Kalen, anything you want to throw out there? You can follow me on Twitter at Kalen Ferris. Drew. You can. F- Follow me on Twitter at Drusif White. This <laughs> weird <laughs> Sean. Follow me on the Twitter, Sean C two K three seven. Wago. Stephen Wago. Dot com. And Peyton. At Mr. Payton. I said to do something a little different, so I made it dramatic. Made you wait. Very dramatic. The Drama scales off the charts right now. But Tony's going to go back and cut out that silence. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm going to make it go right afterwards. So it's like, and Peyton, I missed you. Yeah, I'm not going through all that effort. So, everybody, if you want to listen to my plugs, you can check them out in the Rust Hold, everything from Fanboys Anonymous and Smart Out Moment and All Talk Show and everything else that's happening under a mango tree. Next week, we are going to be doing 
our takeover predictions. But before we do our takeover predictions, we are going to do our Madison Square Garden post show Saturday night on megapowersradio.com. So make sure that you tune in for that. And if you can't tune in live, then you can check it out on the archive thing, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. And uh, that should be it for episode 202. Thank you all for listening. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. The outro is always shitty when one of us tries to sing. We think of these stupid lyrics about stuff like the Ring Kings. Just look <laughs> at the trades we're making, at least when it comes to Sean. The new face of the new face of gravity can't keep members for very long. <gasps> Fantasy League, Fantasy League. Drew's team's amusing, shitheaded losing every week. <laughs> he's got no shot to win this year. Close to the top, he's nowhere near. Cause Daniel Bryan's probably dying. Fantasy League. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wow. I like the audition for the newest uh, Little Mermaid film. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've actually had, like, an applause afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) That was good.